Welcome to the College Recruiting Podcast, where each week our team of expert college recruiting advisors tackle the most critical college recruiting questions, with guests including college coaches, pro scouts, and industry insiders. We will empower you with the tips and strategies needed to gain an advantage in the college recruiting process. Okay, let's go ahead and start the show. Well, I'm glad you could join us. We've got an exciting topic today. Um, kind of a topic that catches people off guard. You know, I speak at numerous camps and showcases and schools around the country to thousands of players and parents and coaches. Um, so yeah, the title of today's podcast is Don't Play for College Coaches. And I'll go into that, you know, in more detail, but, um, just think about that for a second. So don't play the game for college coaches. So this is a question, you know, that uh, I ask student athletes all the time. So what do you think college coaches are looking for? And I get a variety of different answers. Some that range from, you know, well, coaches are looking for, you know, hustle. They're looking for, you know, work ethic and, and attitude Other student athletes might say, you know, they're looking for me to, you know, show my speed or my my skills, um, whether that's on the court, on the field. um, They're they're looking for my swing and my mechanics to be, you know, the right way. Or they're looking for my velocity, you know, to be at a certain level, maybe if they're a baseball or softball player. Um, And then I ask parents the same thing. And they typically go in a little bit of a different route. They might bring up, well, you know, the college coaches are looking for good grades. Um, They're looking for, you know, the right size of player, height and strength. Um, They're looking for players, you know, that maybe fit what their team's looking for. Um, And all these answers, you know, they're right, you know, to a degree. Um, And it's... Good feedback to, you know, ask these type of questions of student athletes and, and hear their candid responses and, and same thing of, uh, of parents. But then I ask players another question and I ask them, what happens if you try to play for the college coach that's scouting you? So just imagine you're at a game whether it's on the field or on the court or, you know, even at a tournament, uh, like an individual sport like tennis or golf. Um, And you got college coaches that are, that are watching you play. They're taking notes. They might have stopwatches. Sometimes they're taking video. So again, I asked the student athletes, so what happens if you try to play for the college coach that's scouting you in the stands? And it's a really good question. So what the student athletes often say is, you know, well, sometimes I get tight or, you know, I play nervous or I try to do too much or I play, you know, too aggressive or, you know, I wonder if, you know, I I worry about, you know, my mechanics or if I'm going to be sharp and, you know, on my game. 
And these are all, you know, realistic responses, right? Um, but you think about this as a parent or as a coach or even as a player. If you're playing tight, if you're playing nervous, if you're playing for somebody else, you're typically not playing within yourself. And when you're not playing within yourself, then you're not playing at your best. You're not calm and relaxed. And so I hear from coaches all the time about um, how they will get a college coach to a game to watch a player and then the player doesn't play well. The player plays tight. So imagine, you know, your son or daughter, you know, is giving a heads up to some college coaches. Hey, I want to make sure, you know, coach, you get to see, you know, my shortstop or my defender or my, you know, goalie. Um, and I want to make sure, you know, you have a chance to see him or her play. And then maybe the coach tells the player, hey, you know, there's going to be, you know, the Dartmouth coach is going to be coming here to watch you play or, you know, the University of Texas coach is coming to see you play. Um, and we hear this from club club teams and, and, and some high school coaches as well, that some of their players, you know, just get nervous. They don't play well. They don't respond well, you know, to that. So it's so critical that you have the right perspective and mindset when you're performing so that you can play at your best, play within yourself, play under pressure. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, you know, I, I've spoken to thousands of different student athletes, coaches, parents uh, across the country. Um, and I want to stress a few things. I usually finish kind of a talk um, about the recruiting process. And I, and I talk about this concept of don't play the game for college coaches. And so I recommend playing the game for three reasons. Number one, play for the passion that you have for the game. You know, the passion that's in your heart, um, kind of why you enjoy playing. Um, really stoke that fire uh, that you have. And sometimes that means taking a break uh, from playing or practicing to keep that passion alive. Um, keeping things in perspective helps keep the passion alive. Um, so number one, play for the passion that's in your heart. Number two, play for your loved ones. That means your teammates that wear the same color jersey or that are in the same community of, as you. Uh, play for your family members that love and support you, that are making it possible for you to play the sport that, uh, that you do. And play for the people that have helped develop you. Um, and play for your parents. Your parents are often, you know, spending the time, the money to support your, you know, athletic and academic, you know, goals. Make sure that, um, and I don't mean play for others in a way where that puts pressure on yourself, but realize that you're supported and you have a, an army of people that believe and care about you and, you know, play with them in your heart. Number three, maybe the biggest one and the beauty of sports, while why sports is the best classroom 
uh, in the world. Um, play to compete. Sports are so powerful because they give you feedback every time you play. Whether you did well, you know, or you were, you didn't do so well. Are you present? Were you calm? Were you focused? Were you aggressive enough? Um, sports constantly gives you this feedback. It's this information that you can use to make adjustments, sometimes play by play. Um, not even game by game, but literally play by play. Sometimes you can make adjustments uh, as a competitor, uh, taking that information and learning from it. And that's all it is, is information. Whether you scored a goal or you know you struck out, it's just feedback and information that you can use to get back present and focused and performing well. And the reality is, the more you're willing to compete and take the opportunity to see where you stand, the better you're going to become. Because you're growing in those moments of competition. And sports is all about taking these risks and learning from your performance. The more risks you take, the more you learn to get comfortable in maybe uncomfortable environments. And the bigger your comfort zone is, the more freedom that you're going to be able to play with. And you think about it. Ask yourself as an athlete, when I'm playing at my best, what does it feel like? Am I calm? Am I relaxed? Where am I on a scale of 1 to 10 in terms of my energy level? For me, I was an 8. That's where I needed to be to perform well. I wasn't too pumped up. I wasn't too chilled out. I was clear, focused, aggressive. Um, sometimes I had to be vocal um, to communicate things with different teammates. Um, but that's where I was. So understanding when you're performing at your best and everybody's performed well before. So you can just rewind the clock and go back to that memory or watch that video and watch your body language, get that feeling inside of, of what it was. Because that's all you want to do as an athlete. You want to replicate that feeling. And as a parent, it's a, it, this is a great question to ask. You know, when my son or daughter's playing at their best, what do I notice about their behavior, their body language, their mindset, their approach, their level of competitiveness? Same thing as a coach. Very good question to ask. Because every player that's in your program, you're going to have to coach them differently. Each one of them has a different set of personalities, a different performance uh, mindset, a different set of skills, different habits. There's no way you can coach them all the same. It's impossible. Nor would you want to. You need to find different ways to reach you know, your student athletes. So again, just to kind of refresh, three main reasons uh, to play the game or the sport that you love. Play for the passion that you got in your heart, number one. Number two, play for your loved ones. Number three, play to compete. Pete Carroll has built that into the, the mantra 
literally the one of the guiding principles of the Seattle Seahawks. Always compete. Reason being is because that type of environment, that type of culture, you're growing, you're expanding, you're learning new. There's a level of attention that you bring when you're competing, whether it's for fun or it's, you know, diehard type competition, um, learn to make competition fun, um, but make it a habit. Compete at things in the classroom, you know, compete at things, you know, within your sports, um, little things within practice you can compete on. It's going to improve your focus and your ability to perform. It's going to help you grow. And realize again that it's not about, you know, did you hit the home run? Did you strike out? That's just working the process. Committing to competing um, is all about working the process. So I'd love to hear, you know, your comments about this topic. As I know, it is a, um, it's a different approach uh, to this process. Um, and, and thinking about the recruiting process, we work with, you know, hundreds of different student athletes um, going through the recruiting process and understanding how to unlock their potential. Um, and this is one of those kind of core components, um, being able to stay within yourself um, and play at your best, uh, realizing that you know, you might have a limited number of opportunities to play in front of college coaches. So you want to strike um, well and, and, and play to your potential and be at peace with it as well. Um, so, again, we'd love to hear your comments. Um, you can reach me uh, or Sports Force on Facebook and Twitter. Um, my Twitter handle is Beinbrink28, or on Facebook, it's Coach Andrew Beinbrink. And you know what? If you got something out of this podcast and this really kind of struck a chord with you and reached you, whether you're a coach, whether you're a parent, whether you're a player, share this with your teammates. Parents, share this with other parents because um, it creates the right perspective. Coaches, please share this with your players. Share, share this with uh, your parents as well. This is a fundamental um, distinction that today's youth and competitive sports needs to take a hold of, especially with how hyper-competitive hyper you know, the college recruiting process is with uh, hundreds of thousands of players around the country looking to get an advantage uh, to get recruited. Um, so awesome. Glad you could join us and uh, look forward to, uh, to our next podcast as well. Have a good one. Thanks for being part of the Realities of College Recruiting podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Realities of College Recruiting podcast on iTunes. And check us out at our blog at sportsforceonline.com forward slash blogs for more educational articles and every past episode. Join our community on Facebook and Twitter where you can ask questions, share insights, and recommend future guests and topics. Be sure to join us next week on the Realities of College Recruiting Podcast. And remember, your college decision isn't a four-year decision, it's a 40-year decision.